The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. This story went around. I don't know if you guys saw it. They said it in the name of this journalist, Yitzhak Rabinowitz, okay, that one of the soldiers, the group of soldiers sitting in one of the camps of the refugees, <clears throat> and apparently they give out tuna to the soldiers. This one went probably went viral. So they give out tuna. So like a bunch of yeshiva guys, they figured out a way to make the, the army food somehow tastes better, which is you light the tuna on fire. That sounds actually exactly like me and yeshiva. It's pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody stuck a wick in one of the lakas and let it burn the whole Hanukkah. Like that type of thing happens. So guy lit the can of tuna on fire. <clears throat> so I'm like, what are you doing? There's live ammunition around. You can't have fire going out. This guy just got all nervous, took it. He chucked it. Thing went whatever it was, 100 feet away. Lands. It's a few seconds later, all of a sudden they hear, boom. They all pick up their guns. They start firing towards the explosion. And a minute later, they see a white flag coming out from the ground. And a, <coughs> a terrorist comes out and he's followed by a whole bunch of terrorists. What happened? Because believe us, these guys who have tunneled under the entire Gaza, they were getting ready to pop out of a tunnel shaft right there and kill these soldiers. The guy chucked this tuna can. It sounds like the Maccabees. It sounds like the Hanukkah story. The guy chucked the tuna can. This is the military. This is the strategy, by the way. If you ever want to apply it, this is our strategy, okay? We light tuna cans on fire and we throw them because we don't want to blow up. Okay. It landed in the hole, lit up something they had, blew up. That freaked them out. We started shooting and they surrendered because they figured that we were trying to attack them and we, that the game was up. We knew they were there. They came out surrendering. Is it possible? Is that possible? Did we do it? Yeah. Could we do it again? Yeah. Could we do it to all of them? Yeah. Could we win with tuna cans? Yeah. <laughs> that's our plan. I, don't, I didn't write the script, but that's our plan here. We're going to win with scoots. So this, this came out. There's a guy wrote that somebody he knows, a friend, a close friend of his, spoke to one of the soldiers. Said the following story. This is Oyum Vinoyra. This is mind blowing. Guy was attacking one of the rooms, okay, with a mass terrorist. He said they came in. Suddenly, a guy came out of a, a tunnel shaft that was coming into that room, I guess on the first floor, thing, and he fired at them. Firstly, one took like a bullet in his glasses, one in his gun, one in his helmet. All the, none of them got hurt. The bullets hit every one of them, but all in a way that couldn't hurt them. Anyways, as they're trying to clear the room of terrorists, they chuck a grenade in. Okay, explodes. Terrorists dead. They walk in. What do they find? The room is rigged with explosives so that when they walk in, it'll explode on them, instantly kill them. So firstly, they're like, whoa, that was the worst place to throw a grenade. Just military strategy. Also 101. Yeah, throw tuna cans. Terrorists, do not throw grenades at explosives that were set up to kill you. So firstly, the guy goes, miracle that it didn't activate. It didn't itself explode all explosives. But then they said, how come it didn't trip? Hanukkah, the shrapnel from the grenade sliced the wiring of the explosives. I'm not advising that as a military strategy, to throw grenades at explosives. But when Hashem is with us, the statistics don't matter. 13 against 400,000 is child's play. It matters to Hashem. There's nobody like Hashem. There's nobody as mighty as Hashem. There's nobody that can compete with Hashem. My, my friend, Aguilar from Stories to Inspire, sent me a clip of the video of this soldier saying, this, I believe this guy, this is, just, this is just all run of the mill. The guy was in Gaza fighting, came out of Gaza. Now he has access to his phone. In Gaza, they don't have their smartphones. 
They're not, not TikToking. Okay. And he comes out and they see on, on, what's the one they do on Telegram? That's what Hamas uses to post their messages. So they're constantly posting. They're also doing a PR campaign, right? What does he see? He sees a video of a sniper through the scope of the sniper, his head in the scope. And he sees all that, that Hamas sent out. Okay. And he sees him and he's just sitting there. He's sitting there and they have him like, and, and as the guy fires, you see him go, and the bullet misses. One split second. Child's play for Hashem. You say to him tonight, what are you asking for? I don't write the, I don't write the, Hashem, you take care of this. Hashem, you know how to make us win against everything that's possible, everything that's not possible, all the people screaming and all the anti-Semites, and they're saying no, and they're saying we got to get all the students to go marching and it's freaky and it's scary and we have to do our shtadlis and we have to push back and we have to go to rallies and we have to do whatever it is we're supposed to do but not because we're really faced we're not faced like 13 yeshiva guys sitting ready to wage war for all of Kali so we're not we're, we're not faced why because it's, it's all who you know we know Hashem Hashem's in our corner Chavetz Chaim writes in his Sefer Shem Olam, why did Klal Yisrael start with Yitzchak being born from a hundred-year-old father and a ninety-year-old mother? Why did that have to be the beginning of the Jewish people? That we were born when it was absolutely impossible, the Chavetz Chaim writes. The reason why is so that for all future time, the Jewish people should know that you don't play within the rules of nature. You exist outside of the rule. You defy all the rules. You were born, your very inception, the beginning of the Jewish people was impossible and you will continue to exist along the impossible. The Chavetz Chaim writes, anybody who says, how could Mashiach come? How could Hashem redeem us? We're scattered across the globe. It's impossible. We're the most ragtag nation in his time, right? We don't have any money. We don't have any anything. What are we going to do? We're going to suddenly rise to become the world power, the nation that's on top of the world. The Chavetz Chaim writes, what are you talking about? Don't you know who we are? We were born when it's impossible. We live when it's impossible. All our Yom Tavim are celebrating the things that were impossible and possible will happen again. He said, it shouldn't, you shouldn't flinch. I don't care if it's right now and you look around and you say it's impossible. When they were in Europe and they were in ghettos, you say it's impossible. It was impossible. The word impossible does not exist for the Jewish people. We were born in impossible. And we dance the impossible every single day. So they put out this video. You saw this clip? I told somebody, you don't have to worry about this speech. It's just a bunch of stories. It's my favorite stories that are going around. What can I say? You saw this? Everyone saw this? We're all seeing the same clips. This guy, the soldier himself, says this, this happened to his group. <clears throat> they were off duty in one of these encampments where they're all just recuperating. And they get told from intelligence that we are, we are intercepting from Hamas, that they say that they're tunneling near one of the encampments. So like, just be on guard. This, this is what like blows your mind. You don't realize what's going on under the surface. Shemirachim. Then they get another report. No, we intercepted another communication. They say they're like really close. Get out of that encampment. So what did they do? They left the encampment and they camped around it, perimeter, watching it. Sure enough. I mean, you know what that means? You caught a piece of communication. You know how much communication is going on between Hamas? They don't catch it all. They manage to catch a snippet. What's going on? They hear they're near an encampment. Get out. They get out. They're watching the encampment. 
They know the place is empty. And suddenly in one of the tents, they see a figure appear. That came out of the ground. I mean, this is, it's like a horror, right? It's crazy. That comes out of the ground. I told it to my, to my son. He's like, oh, that's pretty scary. I'm like, oh, good luck sleeping tonight. Okay. <laughs> I said, the end of the story gets better. He comes out, pops up in the tent. He thinks he just surprise attack that he entered into an empty tent and he's about to come out there and, and they're all going to come out of the tunnels and, and, and destroy all these off-duty IDF soldiers. Meanwhile, all the soldiers, because of, they caught one piece of communication, are sitting there with guns aimed at this guy. He pops out of the tunnel and the tent, they, they fire at him. The guy disappears down, dives, falls down, explodes. He has explosives on him. It causes some chain reaction of explosions. The ends up, there's a massive tunnel network right under where they're camped explosion after explosion, and it, the whole thing like, starts to collapse and destroys everything that they just worked for who knows how long. Trying to do this one attack, they catch one piece of information when Hashem says, go, go. Hashem says one hour becomes 27,000, boom. When he says this whole thing's going to fall on their face, they're all just, they're just setting themselves up to die. When Hashem wants that, that's what happens. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.